Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I am Dave Shingler, and I'm joined by somebody that doesn't want to be a fool for you, just another player in your game for two. You may hate him, but he ain't no lie, baby, bye bye bye, it's Cleon Bewley. You've completely thrown me with that rag, you know? <laughs> Oh, I went, I went, that's brilliant. I went to a length thing. I went, only be a fool for you. <laughs> Just another player in your game for two. In my mind, I'm going like this, Dave. Ba, ba, ba. Doing the dance, song. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know the dance, pr- How are you, brother? You're right. You know what? I'm alright, man. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a quite a nice week this week, so uh, I'm I'm quite chill, yeah? quite chill today. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit weird over the weekend because uh, I found a sudden liking for sumo wrestling. Um, but we'll get into okay. that later. Uh, but no, no, it's been a pretty cool week. Um, uh, I got me tattoo. Sent you sent you a video of that in the week, didn't I? It was very nice. Yeah, what is it? A tiger. It's a tiger and some cherry blossoms and some leaves and stuff. It's a. Um, it's a, a more modern take on a traditional Japanese tiger tattoo, and it will eventually work into um, a sleeve. But I'm poor, so I can't. Uh, I can't drop that much money down in one go. So. Who, who did the tattoo? Uh, Luke Cooper at uh, Creeping Reaper. At Creeping Reaper, right, mm-hmm. Luke. Uh, we give you a bit of a free airtime. <laughs> um, I'll be contacting you because I do need to finish my sleeve. Um, Luke is, um, I do. I've got a whole load of arm free. Yeah, Luke, a whole bunch of ideas. Luke so is, is he any uh, good? Luke's brilliant. He's very, very cool. He's a proper decent guy. Um, he's got you know really good ideas. Um, a really good artist. Um, yeah, proper knows knows what he's doing. And um, yeah, you, you're in. If you go to Coop, you're in safe hands. Um, but you know what? Oh, we're good. we're quite blessed here in Stoke on Trent because there are there are. Quite a few Everybody. very, very, very good artists in Stoke. Um, I mean, <clears throat> one thing I will say, if you're going to get a tattoo, just do your research. Jump on Instagram, jump on Facebook, jump online, do your research. Whatever sort of thing you're looking for, go and have a look at artists that, you know, do that sort of work. Um, you know, Coop, <clears throat> Coop's very, very good at his um, realism, grayscale stuff. And uh, <laughs> the, the fact that he's took on this colour piece for me... Um, was you know something a little bit different for him and uh, a little bit more interesting well not not interesting is not the word I'm looking for something a little bit yeah a little bit different for him something he can you know challenge himself a little bit and it's come out I'm so I'm so happy with it it's come out absolutely banging um, it, it was beautiful cheers man cheers uh, and plus you know he's he hasn't been able to work since whenever they shut everything down march uh, so you know he's only been open a week or two i think i was his fourth client and, uh, <clears throat> and yeah so you know his, his books are open get online and uh, get looking that's all that i can say well, on that you might have noticed today dave i'm a bit down yeah we you, you've mentioned you met just before we went on air you mentioned and uh, and you, you i can see it in your eyes Cleon. yeah yeah uh, a little bit sad so so over the last 17 weeks that we've been back, um, what have I been waiting for every single Sunday night? You've been waiting for every the, single Sunday for the Newcastle takeover. For the Newcastle take. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped me. <laughs> I dropped my phone. Then I do apologise, people. <laughs> uh, oh dear, the magic is over. Uh, the blue tack anyway. came off. <laughs> the blue tack came off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What have I been waiting for every Sunday? I've been waiting for the Newcastle takeover, and it's dead in the water, Dave. Oh it's no! Dead in no the fucking wanking cunty water. Oh, it's dead. It, oh, it goes. It's dead. It's dead, 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 dead. The dream's over. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm going off. I'm going to have a rant. Fuck it. 2020, Dave. It hasn't been. It's not been a good year, Dave. Has it really? It's not been the best year. You know, we've had. <laughs> We've had we've had it we've had we've had a global pandemic um, and now the Newcastle dream the Saudi PIF takeover for three hundred million pounds has 
completely dead. It's in the water, in the toilet, because quite frankly, they've ran out of patience. Bring up the PIF statement, Dave, while I'm on this rant. They have ran out of patience with the Premier League who have been going through a director's test, which is quite simply defined. Uh, they've entered there. They've become slowly uh, they, they've done absolutely nothing for 17 weeks and i do apologize i'm going off here but i appreciate with covid but richard masters and the rest of the board of the premier league out of this deal mike ashley gets a 17 million pound exclusivity fund which the saudi pif fund paid him now we're going on about is mike ashley a great guy we're going on about pirating a football match and in England the owner of Newcastle United is kind of down with fucking slave labour is he not? three hour contracts yeah zero hour contracts and stuff with (coughs) fat wanker I'm sorry Dave (laughs) it's all gone to shit now fat wanker so he's been given 17 million pound the takeover of Newcastle's been completely caboodled because basically what they've done is piss around with paper by the looks of things it's just a load of paper exercise. It's left Newcastle with a wafer and an owner who actually enjoys slave labour. Now, if the Saudis buy another club in the Premier League, Dave, mm-hmm. I- I'm done with football. I- I'm done with it because that'll <laughs> be... Fuck it, fuck the Premier League. I'll go buy a Barcelona shirt. I- I'm sorry, Dave. But it seems because it could be a return to... I'm sorry, it seems quite against Newcastle United. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not just kicking off, Dave, because the Saudis suggested they were going to invest quite a substantial amount of money into Newcastle United. I am not bothered who owns my football club. I am not bothered who owns my football club. not be ranting about Mike Ashley now. Mike Ashley shared the ambition of the fans in the club. Who invest into the club. The problem that's happened here with this owner, Dave, is the fees are so high in the Premier League. Yeah. He can get by basically running Newcastle United on a profit and employing exactly the same principles as he does with fucking Sports Direct. Sports Direct. And he's employing the fee at Newcastle United. It's dead. It's dead. I've we're po- never going back. We're never going back, Cavani. I've pulled. Um, I mean, I've just pulled up the the news report on here. Uh, on the seventeen in- weeks, brother. On the independent um, website, which uh, I don't like. The which? independence website. It's almost as bad as Stoke on Trent Live. Uh, Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund has withdrawn its bid to buy Newcastle United after the process was stalled by concerns about piracy by the kingdom and human rights complaints. The Premier League had been considering whether to approve the £300 million takeover that would have seen Saudi Arabia's public investment fund gain 80% stake, gain an 80% stake um, in the North East Club for the past four months. The British-based Rubin Brothers and financer Amanda Staveley were planning to each buy the remaining 10% to end the ownership of retail entrepreneur Mike Ashley. But it has now fallen through with the group confirming the news in a joint statement on Thursday afternoon. With a deep appreciation for the Newcastle community and the significance of its football club, we have come to the decision to withdraw our interest in acquiring Newcastle United Football Club. It read, we do so with regret as we were excited to we were excited and fully committed to invest in the great city of Newcastle and believe we could have returned the club to uh, the position of its history tradition and fans merit unfortunately the prolonged process under the current circumstances coupled with the global uncertainty uh, has rendered the potential investment no longer commercially viable to that end we feel a responsibility to the fans to explain the lack of alternatives from an investment perspective and it goes on so yeah dead in the water well that's that's a bit pants because i mean i know you were really looking forward to that um and you know i had an outfit dave (laughs) i've spent spent 15 quid on a traditional saudi outfit 
I had the video ready to go in my mind. <laughs> I was ready to go, Dave. It's done, mate. It's done, yeah. unfortunately. unfortunately. So, thanks very much, Richard Masters. Um, yeah. Granted, we the Saudis were allegedly involved in something that went down somewhere. <laughs> but but that, was, that was cleared in a court where the English government named a bunch of people. It had no direct correlation or involvement with the Saudi PIF. So I don't, I don't understand the... I think some, something more needs to come out of this as well um, because it's absolutely shit. <laughs> and that's your final word on that. It's absolutely shit. It's bollocks, Dave. Yeah. So anyway... Let's get back onto the more positive football. It was the FA Cup. It was uh, yesterday. It was the FA Cup final. Yeah, on on the BBC for a change. On the BBC, on the BBC. and on BBC Sports, but not on Sky Sports. Yeah, because it was on the BBC. That, that's it's what I mean. Weird, though. I know that's what I'm saying. It was on the BBC. That's why it's, it's weird because Sky have had it for God knows how many years now, haven't they? Um, mm. But yeah, no, it was on the BBC, and um, doesn't matter. You can still stream it on the BBC. So there's no. Yeah, it was on like BBC One and BBC Red Button, and and they did they did the crowd noise thing. BBC mm. One had the crowd noise, and Red Button had the no crowd, um, giving you the option. We'll get onto crowd noise later on in the show as well. But yeah, for, um, FA Cup and and in the FA Cup, uh, Arsenal won, Chelsea two one. Chelsea took the lead was Pulisic, and I thought. <laughs> Arsenal are going to get an arse kicking. <laughs> I think it was in about the eleventh minute. I thought, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a, it's going to be a bit of a whitewash. And then Adibayong equalised with a penalty, and then scored one of the most beautiful FA Cup final goals of a very long time. Basically, moving his body inside to beat to one player, uh, the centre back over right, uh, left centre, the left centre back. Dropping his shoulder, beating him, and then finishing with an audacious chip. Absolutely. Mm. I love a dink. <laughs> love a dink. I love, love a, a good dink. dink. Dave. Love a good dink. I can't do that. I, I never, I've never done one. But of training, yes, but not in a match where you race through and you're one on one with the keeper. The keeper goes to ground and the forward just hits that little, just a sandwich. Puts it over the Ooh. top of the oncoming goalkeeper. Just dead slowly as well. Yeah. Cheeky. Cheeky. And that's each screen. And it's, it's like, says, says cheeky. It spells it out as the ball goes over. Cheeky. <laughs> yeah, cheeky. Just a cheeky. T- it used to be called a cheeky chip. Now oh, it's called a dink. dink. Oh, it's lovely. A cheeky it's chip. lovely, Dave. Lovely. And well done to Arsenal. They've had an absolutely crap season. Um, good way to kind of turn a poor season into a positive one. They've not been bad. I've lost a few bad games, but hey. Yeah, yeah. Seventh, I am. they need to get up to fourth, but the power's changing in the Premier League, unfortunately. Uh, it's a shame we at Newcastle won't get involved with it. Yeah, I am. Um, I'll be honest with you, I knew the FA Cup was yesterday. Oh, Cleon. I knew the FA Cup was yesterday, um, but I did miss I missed the game. I, was, I completely forgot it was on, in all fairness. Um, and I started flicking through. And I spotted it was on. I was like, oh, bollocks. The FA Cup was on, like. And uh, But I didn't catch it until... I was like, like, minute 88, something like that. And they added, like, seven minutes of stoppage time. And I thought to myself, you know what? A lot can happen, happen in seven minutes. I'll just watch the rest mm. of, of this, of this uh, seven minutes. And what actually happened was seven minutes of... Keep the ball! Don't do yeah. anything with the ball! <laughs> and it got to ninety. It got to ninety-seven minutes. I know, yeah. It got to ninety-seven minutes, and um, I believe it was a Chelsea player did something to his shoulder, and then I just got fed up of waiting, and I changed the channel. I'm like, yeah, it's, they've got this in the bag. Like, there's no point in watching anymore. This boring. This boring. I watched it in a beer garden whilst I had a weekend away. Oh, a weekend away. Tell me. I had a week. Oh, tell you about. Tell me about the weekend away. Spoke about it. No, so, no, 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 no. First for you, first for the listeners. You anyway. sent me a few, few little, uh, little videos of, um, of the I scenery. I went to a place this weekend, Friday evening, to a place what's got sand like the Bahamas. Oh, sun similar to the Bahamas. Oh, Weymouth, Dave. Weymouth, never been. Weymouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> have you not been? Never I, been I've never. never been before. Never been before. Um, I can't remember the idea of why. Um, my mum was going down there, so we said, well, we're not doing anything this weekend. Yeah, let's go let's, down there. Sister then came down. So, so we all just said, no one's doing anything. We'll come see you. Little family and just group type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what ended up happening was we went down to Weymouth on siege. <laughs> um, went into the uh, Esperante, Esperante Hotel. I could never wrap my head around it. Um, the hotel room was nice. If it was 1970. <laughs> um, mm, uh, but either way, absolutely lovely. Kids had a bunk bed. We had a double bed. You know, we had one of them George Michael showers that I showed you. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the videos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got to get up to get one down. Them, <laughs> you know, like, crap. You know, <laughs> for, the listeners, for the listeners who are tuning in, the shower I'm talking about is off Crimea River. Uh, the Justin Timberlake movie, and also features, you know, when George Michael is singing Fast Love at the end. Yeah. It's just a um, massive shower head that faces down yeah. into it, and it, it covers you. Yeah. It's wicked. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I put my shades on in the shower. <laughs> Slept a black shirt on. <laughs> nope, just my shades, whacked it on red hot, and I'll bore you with the details, baby. <laughs> um... <laughs> giving it all that in the shower like that um which i thought was amazing um i got out of the shower and i just got called a knobhead really <laughs> so we we got ready went out into weymouth and i'm not joking you david it's beautiful it really is beautiful yeah i've got to say it looked really nice from the videos you sent i must admit i was Apart from kind of the post-apocalyptic sunset, which featured eight massive luxury cruise liners just kind of parked. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, basically, Dave, I asked the taxi person, we went to an adventure place, I'll go into that in a minute, I asked the taxi person, I said, why is there, you know, is there always, at the time there was 14, and what they do, Dave, they rotate each night. Right. So they're in port. They're in port, or they're in bay, but they have to keep lose, using their engines or something. Right. Okay. So they're doing this, and, they, and it's a queue waiting to get to Southampton. Okay. Okay. Because they can't come to shore yet. Right. Right. So all the passengers have gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the staff from the third world countries that are on board the cruise liners now. Jesus. Yeah. And they can't, but they can't, they can't like dock because they can't dock. dock a cruise liner. It sounds, dock, sounds like, parking. it sounds like you're docking. Docking sounds like something you, you do, um, on the dark side of the internet. It's, um, sounds like something you do in a small boat. <laughs> do yeah. you dock a cruise ship? Make, <laughs> make, make port. Make uh, port. Yeah. Dock. Park it. Reverse park. Makes for whichever. <clears throat> Makes for quite whichever a nice does. view there in all fairness. It's a nice view. It's a weird view. Yeah, that's what I mean, like. Strange. You can't, you can't see out to the horizon because they're all the cruise ships. Especially at twilight. <clears throat> you know, when it's quite light at eight o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beaches are empty. The water's still. And you're just kind of like... Hmm. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of fucking boats. That's a lot of boats. Boats everywhere. There's, there's, there's like, they're everywhere. They're massive. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to the pub. Anyway, um, so we went there. We went on to the beach. The beach was amazing. Uh, the water was still. The sand on the beach, it was like, really, Dave, no British beach I've ever been on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's a very old... It's a, a sailing town. It's an old port. Yeah. So a lot of the D-Day um, American troops were based there. I started to take note of the various statues around. So I was kind of like, what's this about? It's a boat, obviously, town, port. Um, or a bay, if you will. And it's got a dock on, and it's got an old uh, fort, army fort at the top, with cannons on. 
um, and say the American Army were there at one point, or the American Navy um, throughout World War Two. It's an absolutely beautiful place. It's cool, like cool. a posh Blackpool. What What was it like for tourism? Was there many people there? Not really, because the beach is massive. Um, <clears throat> the beach is massive. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you. If you take a look at Weymouth Beach, it's absolutely massive. So there may have been a lot of people there, but it didn't seem overly yeah, yeah. rammed. Yeah. There, it there, seemed quite nice. The reason I ask is um, there's been a few reports of people going to North Wales, uh, as they would do for a week or a weekend or whatnot. The, you know, the the usual North Wales seaside towns, Towering mm. Rail, Landudno, Kimmel Bay. Um, and, and a guy's put this uh, report up online. He's gone for his usual weekend away, uh, well, week away in in North Wales, and he's got a, a hotel in um, in Landudno, and he basically spent two days there. He spent one night, in, mm. like two days, one night, uh, and by the end of the second day, they all got back in the car, cancelled the rest of the hotel, rest of the week for the hotel, and just came home. And he was saying it was just like a ghost town. There was nobody there. It wasn't so much that there was nobody there that was the problem. Nothing was open. Um, and what does he expect? Well, the, he, I think he was expecting because because tourism's open and legends leisure has opened again in the country. I think he must have been expecting for at least some places to be open. But he was like, he said it was just impossible to get something to eat and drink, let alone any like entertainment things. Um, no, no, <clears throat> go on. no, 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 no. English public, English public, everywhere is open. You just need to get onto the internet and you need to book it. Mm-hmm. If you don't book it a day in advance, it's closed. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of places, even local places around here, um, you know, it's, it's bookings only. Even if it's just for coffees, you know, what I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of small independent businesses that are like, if you want a table, even if it's for coffees, book in advance. It's just the way they've got to do it for the foreseeable future. We went for breakfast at a cafe. Yeah. This morning, and we had to book in advance the night before etc uh, we got to the hotel and they just explained to us that's how it is yeah we couldn't have breakfast in the uh, we couldn't have breakfast in the normal breakfast room uh, the guy bought breakfast <laughs> yeah almighty. so it was a bacon and egg sandwich want to fry up no fry up <laughs> no fry up available dave no cornflakes shocking so basically bacon and egg sandwich a pot a Tupperware pot mm-hmm. with a hash brown in, a Tupperware pot with mushrooms in. So it's all throwaway, throwaway stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's in little Tupperware pots. Yeah, yeah. This is, but everywhere's the same. It's all it's all uh, disposable throwaway um, stuff. I mean, I know in, in your big coffee chains, uh, they're only doing takeaway well, cups, even if you're eating in. If you can put a piece of bacon. And a piece of egg onto a sandwich, yeah. Then you can get a Tupperware plate, a paper plate, yeah, and put the bacon and put egg everything on else the paper on the plate, yeah, 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 with the bread, mm-hmm. and then put the Tupperware boxes of the peas, of the peas, of the, the beans, peas, peas, and the, <laughs> the beans in the tomato on another Tupperware box. Mm-hmm. I can do the rest. Yeah. Why? Just give me the plate. I can do the rest. <laughs> Just give me a plate. So I was kind of like looking at the table, thinking, oh, will I get in trouble if I put all this meat down on this table now? Where's the Jody kicker? Could I make it look a bit trendy? You know? Could I make this? No. So <laughs> we went out uh, every night. We went to Smokehouse. Well, me and Jody and the kids on the first night, we went out alone as a, you know, yeah, as yeah, a family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we went for a beautiful Italian. I had a, langu- a Linguini, mm-hmm. um, bottle of red uh, dessert with the kids. The kids had the traditional scampi and fries. Yeah. Or whatever they were see, saying was scampi. Seaside food. Yeah. I never had to. You know what I mean. <laughs> there you go, kids. That's that five pound stuff. Greedy. <laughs> uh, it's a couple of drinks. It was lovely actually, and we were on. Uh, kind, we weren't on a pier. The restaurant was kind of the beach is here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the re- restaurant was it and Al. So it was kind of like this. So we were out over the water, yeah. and, and there was an outside place where you could go and sit and 
just hear the waves, etc. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, quite an amount spent for a couple of nights in England, but yeah, you know, enjoyable, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah I mean, things. Are- I disagree with the. I disagree, Boris, with this rise in staycations now. As soon as you've opened your mouth and said it's staycations, they went thirty percent. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That that is one of the. I mean, things are quite always quite expensive in Britain anyway. There's a reason a lot of people go abroad, and you know the weather's nicer and it's cheaper. It's cheaper to go abroad. Um, yeah, you know, but well, I mean, we we should have been going on holiday this year, but it got cancelled because of COVID. Um, um, ironically we probably could have gone because it, it wouldn't have been till later on in uh, in the summer um and for the price the price that we paid just for the accommodation we could have gone to tenerife for a week you know what i mean all inclusive yeah. like um yeah. you know so things are more expensive in britain anyway but as soon as you announce like you know, everybody do staycations, then staycations. Ev- everybody's going to go, oh, yeah, okay, we'll stick the prices up. It, but I suppose we're, we're in a situation where people are probably going to be putting the prices up anyway because they haven't been bloody operating for the last four months. And Dave... Go on. And while we're on the subject of fucking Boris Johnson and me ranting, <laughs> what are the new fucking rules? Oh, fuck knows, man. We're, I was going to come on to this. Um, it, basically... The, the one, the one thing that um, that's that I've seen because I really haven't over maybe the last two weeks. I haven't really been paying that much attention to the briefings and things like that. It's kind of become yeah. a bit meh, like, and I'll just kind of catch glimpses online and maybe I'll see something that somebody's posted on Facebook or something. So then I'll go and look for the news article myself. Um, but the one I've seen is all to do with face masks. Now, you you need as of the eighth of August, you need to wear face masks in more places than where we're wearing <laughs> them now. Now, what confused me is, is I genuinely thought that you whenever you were indoors, so if you went out shopping or wherever, if you were indoors, you had to wear a face mask. That's what I thought. That's what I thought the rules were. Um, so. But apparently I was wrong. Apparently that wasn't the case. It was just if you were shopping, you had to wear a face mask. So you didn't have to wear them in museums, from what I can gather, because, yeah. you know, COVID doesn't go in museums. No. Yeah. Um, so now you have to wear them in, in like... No to education, Dave. Yeah. Apparently you have to wear them in museums now and other leisure, for like cinemas. I, I don't really know. But basically, I think if it's an indoors, you have to wear them from the 8th of August. But it's, on that subject, it's and it, it's that compulsory mandatory thing that we brought up last week, which I still don't know the difference between. It's it's either compulsory or mandatory, but it's not both. It, I so, have no idea. On this <laughs> on this subject, Dave, with it not being compulsory or mandatory or both or whichever, you don't know where you've got to wear a face mask, where you haven't got to wear a face. So I had them here because you kind of forget it's there. Yeah, yeah, with the bits of tape around that, not tape. The bits of cord around the back. I've got an anarchy face mask. Any, anyway, um, I've walked into a shop today. Before we're coming home, I thought I'd get a fridge magnet. You know? Yeah, got yeah, me new American yeah. fridge. Get me Weymouth fridge. Get your Weymouth fridge, fridge magnet. First one on there. Oosh. Oosh. It's a big ass. Send you a picture. Listeners will post it. <laughs> right? Um, I've got in the shop, and there's a Harley Davidson sign. Up this big, Dave. Right. And it's up high. And there's a couple of flamingos and, you know, them like African giraffes. Ornamented yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a collection of them. They're about knee high. And me and Ethan are standing looking up at this Harley, these Harley Davidson signs. And I've looked at it and I've gone, oh, what's, what's, how much is that? And it's like, I think it was 40 quid. And, and it was, you know, yeah. and I basically went, oh, bloody hell, that's, you're reaching there, aren't you, duck? Get that off picking Amazon, the actual one for 40 quid. And with that, the woman's come up behind me and Ethan and gone, face masks! Mm. And me and Ethan, no word of a lie, have gone like this. Are you ready? We've gone like, <laughs> decimated the corner of the shop. Literally, the, oh, God. Oh, every single giraffe, they were like in a 10-pin bowling. <laughs> <laughs> 
that <laughs> fell down the all yeah and I just went bloody hell and Ethan looked at her and I just put me up but Jesus Christ you scared the life out of me and she went put your face masks on yeah fair enough paid for me fridge magnets and legged it out there before <laughs> you know yeah honestly it needs to be settled either just say put a face mask on or just say don't bother with a face mask if well, we're going with if we're going with the cull let's just say no face mask if we're not going with the cull of society yeah let's say face mask can go cough on people it's um, up to you about yeah, yeah, yeah i've pulled these changes up um so indoor venues all oh, right so the, these are this isn't the face mask one this is the um so things should have been opening from yesterday and now yeah. they're not um, so indoor venues such as casinos, ice rinks, bowling alleys, which were due to reopen, are going to stay closed for at least two weeks. Indoor theatre and concerts, which were due to resume with socially distanced audiences, will not take place. Uh, pilot sporting events, limited numbers of spectators at Goodwood, the Crucible and the Oval will not go ahead. So the, um, the Snooker World Championship started um, this weekend. And for the first day, they had uh, a small audience. It was social distance audiences. And then mm. from the first of all, the first day was Friday. And then from yesterday, there was no audience. Um, they weren't allowed to be in there. Um, and wedding receptions with up to 30 guests cannot yet happen. And then they've had restrictions in Greater Manchester, uh, Blackburn and Darwin, which is the people from separate households are not allowed to mix with each other in homes or gardens or in pubs and restaurants. So whereas, like, um, as it stands at the moment here in Stoke-on-Trent, I can come to your house as long as we socially distance um, or I can sit in your backyard with up to with six other people, something like that, as long as we socially distance. As long as we socially That hasn't changed uh, for us, but in Greater Manchester, Blackburn and Darwin, uh, it has so they can no longer do that for the foreseeable future. Um, so it's coming this way. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think Leicester's still locked down, so it's literally kind of slightly below us and, and directly above us. Um, and like the thing is, though, dude, I mean, the, the big news, the big kind of local-ish news from around here is about the, um, the crown and anchor in stone. Um, now, did you see the video from that weekend? How many people were there? Uh, yeah, I I remember yeah. seeing the three hundred. It, it was it was like seven hundred over the three nights. Um, now I remember seeing the video the weekend it happened. The guy you posted it, and then it got shared. Um, and I remember watching it, going, "Oh, that's not good. That isn't good at all." <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, nothing's happening there. And then, needless to say, a couple of weeks later, they set up an emergency coronavirus testing station in stone and yeah. anybody that was um in the crown and anchor over them three days which what was it the 15th 16th 17th or 17th 18th 19th i can't remember something like that um or anybody that has been in contact with anybody that's been in the pub over them three days had to go and get a test um and on the first day 10 people tested positive they're up to 18 now 18 positive tests and um, what what got me there was reading the, I'm going to call them eyewitness accounts, people that went there on the night. And they were saying, like, we went in and it was quite early and it wasn't too bad. And then we went in the beer garden and it just kept on getting busier and busier and busier. So we went back inside because it wasn't as busy in there. And then another couple said, oh, there was no, like, track and trace system in place. We didn't get asked for IDs or they didn't take our addresses or names. And they just kept letting more and more people in. Other people were like, there was no social distancing. It was disgusting. And my head's going, well, you stayed there. You stayed yes. there. You're, you're, on, you're literally on record complaining about it now. But you stayed. But you were there. You could have left. You could have gone. Yeah. You could have gone. I'm not doing this. And you could have gone. But you stayed. Now I would have turned up and gone, ooh. I, I genuinely think that... I mean, I don't know what, what's going to happen. I don't know if anything has happened to that pub or the landlord of the pub, the owners of the pub, but action needs to be taken. If he yep. wasn't, if he wasn't, or he or she, sorry, wasn't, um, you know, putting precautions so in place, um, then 
action needs to be taken. Whether that means his license needs taken off him, the place needs closing down, I don't know, but something needs to happen. I mean, the the customers from them nights were saying they went to other pubs and they were, they'd given their address and the names and it was all social distance. I've seen videos of friends that have been out that weekend, last weekend, this weekend, and there's social distancing in place. There's only so many people allowed in bars. Um, you know, th- there's guys. Yeah, there's only so many people allowed yeah. in bars. There's, there's guys like uh, Paul Hume, who runs Eleven, who's set up uh, the, the brilliant system that he's got for allowing people in there on Saturdays. Um, and it's been nothing but positivity. And then you get a bar like this that just ruins it for everybody. Um, yeah. And. I, d- I just was it through greed? Do they not care? Do they not believe it's a no. thing? You know what I mean? I, I, I just don't know. But it's absolutely ridiculous. Open your business. You're allowed to open your business, but do it safely. Social do distance. Safely. Social distance. Take people's names and addresses. You know what I mean? Get them all written down, and you know then you've got that track and trace system is in place. But what happened over them three nights is just absolutely disgusting. Um, it, it's crazy. Well, when we were at the bar at Weymouth, the barmaids came out with like the barber mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have like a. It looks like they're getting fucking welding. (laughs) Um, A pair of gloves and a tray. Um, And he came out. He didn't pass us his beer. He put the tray on the table. Yeah. And said, "That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that." Yeah. And everyone took it, Taking and then yourself. he kept coming back and taking orders, mm-hmm. and coming back and taking orders, and coming back and taking orders. So it was quite, it was quite okay, but there was times where he went to the bar and said, "Can someone come and take this order, please?" Um, I believe technology has missed a, a big uh, gambit here. I think Facebook could have done a lot more here. Um, like imagine if you could, uh, if you did test positive for coronavirus, you could register yourself as positive yeah. uh, on Facebook and then all your mutual friends would be able to see that you were positive um, and know that you were self-isolating and yeah. also anybody who's been with you yeah. or in contact with you would then know to go and get tested. I believe social media is completely completely failed world government on this because i do believe social media has responsibility not just for likes and advertising money and la 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 really in this instance i think twitter facebook insta Mm. they could have all just done something very very simple um and basically not caught something early maybe not early but you know, Mark, the CEO, etc., safeguard, they could have done something. Yeah. At some point, they could have done something that I mean, would have put an end to this quicker. But instead, what's happened is people are at home on Facebook more. So, wow. Anyway. I mean, it's all well and good. Like, if you if you end up testing positive for coronavirus, you whack it up on your Facebook status saying, guys, I've got, I've got the Rona. Um, but, you know... How, how many friends have you got on, on social media and how many of, of their posts do you actually see? You know what I mean? Because I, it's all to do with the algorithms. You only see so many people's posts. Like some posts, people's posts you won't see. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. That, that, if they could, it doesn't matter. If they could develop... Um, it's just... Because they, they do it for like earthquakes. Mark yourself safe from this earthquake. Just yeah, exactly. You a could little have a map up of the entire world on Facebook, and you could have people button, actually pressing a button. COVID button, bing. Yeah. You know what I mean? COVID send, button, and then you'd be but, able to see how many people in each yeah, area have got it. Something that could send a notification. You, you know, it can force the notification. Whether because I know you can yeah. turn you can turn your push notifications off for Facebook. Was something that could force the notification through to somebody's phone that says such and such a person has declared themselves COVID-19 positive. Have you been in contact with this person? And then that person knows straight away. You know what I mean? Um, I suppose you could argue the fact with other diseases, but I still think in this instance, I just expanded the thought that was um, as it came straight to you then for us. You know what I'm thinking? Yeah. Um, and other diseases, et cetera, that are involved. But I just think in this instance, because it's not 
it's a airborne it's an airborne virus mm-hmm. um it's not through any choice or anything i just think social media could have done a better More job in done. supporting the world economy and the world government instead of just sitting back and making sure everyone's on social media. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of like pubs, uh, especially you know, think what's happening in the Crown and Anchor and whatnot, um, and shops and, and retail and all that, uh, I, I went up to uh, Tesco again the other day. Um, and it, did you have a mask? Uh, I did have a mask, yeah, I'm wearing a mask. Um, and it, they seem to have now kind of slipped back to normal because... I think Tesco yeah. were the forerunners of they, they were at the forefront of of putting all these new things in place. That they were brilliant at first, you know. What I mean, limited number of people mm. in the store, one way system. Yes, it took a week or so to get everything in place and develop it, but by the time it was done, it was brilliant. Um, I agree. And I went up the other day. The barrier from outside is gone. There's no security on the door, so it looks like they're just letting anybody in. There's one guy at the front with his with his blue roll and his sanitizer doing people's trolleys and you help yourself to hand job. But yeah. it was fucking rammed. There's nothing else. It going was on, is impossible it? to social distance in there. Impossible. Um, yeah. And there's people moaning like online about how when they go shopping, nobody's social distancing. There's people leaning over them to get tins and whatnot. Well, there isn't much fucking choice. There's, it's impossible to socially distance in there. It really is. So you've kind of just got to get in and out as quick as you can. You know what I mean? Don't touch your mouth. Don't rub your eyes. Grab your shopping, bag up, and then get out. Sanitize your hands. You know what I mean? Go, 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 go. Um, you know, I'm, I'm slowly starting to see. Over the first weekend, the mask thing was seemed to be okay, but you know, looking at people in the supermarkets this weekend, um, it's it's now developed. Most people are just wearing over the mouth and not the nose and on the chin. Some people just yeah. aren't even bothering. Um, and which you know, if you can't enforce <laughs> it, well, if you can't enforce it, and I, I sometimes I, feel like I just forget it to you. I genuinely don't think that at this stage in the game, wearing a cloth mask is going to do anything. I genuinely don't think it's going to save anybody or do anything. I really don't. If somebody can prove me wrong, that's that's brilliant, but I don't think it is going to do anything. Does that mean I'm not going to wear a mask? No. I will still wear a mask. I will still wear one. I've had I've had a friend make some for the family. They're triple layered. They've got a pocket for filters. Really good quality. Um, you know, so we've got masks. We've got snoods. We've got the disposable masks in the house. I'm still going to wear one because I'm not a dick. Even though I don't think it's doing anything, I'm not an arsehole, so I'm going to put one on. It's fine. Wear a mask. You know what I mean? It's The only time I gets forgotten as you know when you walk in somewhere yeah it's on your chin here and you've just got out the car and you um and sometimes i've just got it there while i'm in the yeah, car because yeah, i can't yeah. be asked keep going like this and then like yeah. this and then like this so you get used to it kind of being here and holding on your chin on mm. the bum chin um so as i'm walking in somewhere if the shop has no mask wearers i kind of go and it just doesn't jog my memory. Yeah. To, to if I see other people, I just kind of go like that. The thing is, as well, that's all that like. happened today in that shop. Yeah. Nobody else in the shop was wearing a mask. Wearing a mask. Me and Ethan went to me and Ethan went a bit deeper into the shop because it was um oh like a beach side a beach side a beach beach side, side. shop. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell! You know where you walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was all it was. We went a bit too deep without the mask. But if you went to a certain level with a mask, without a mask, that was fine. Because it, God only knows, mate. Yeah. I th- the, Stop the, the world I wanted to get off. The thing with the masks as well is if you're doing it properly, if you're wearing a disposable mask, the second it comes away from your mouth, it needs to be disposed of. It needs yep. to be disposed of, and you need to put a clean one on when you put a new one on. If you're wearing a cotton mask, the second it comes away from your mouth, it needs to be taken off, put into a plastic-sealed uh, bag, and then washed before you wear it again. So yeah. if you if you just come off. if you're just taking it off, 
really what you should be doing is putting a clean cloth mask on once you've taken that one away from your mouth. You, you should be putting clean ones on. That's the way you should be doing it. But I've I'm not, not seen... moving it off my mouth. I, I've not seen anybody doing it that way. Dude, I, I haven't been doing it that way because I've been wearing snoods. I've been wearing like double-layered snoods. So yeah. they just sit around your neck anyway. And then when I go into the supermarket, I'm pulling it up over my nose and my mouth and wearing Have it. you tried the cowboy hat with the snood yet? Uh, no, not yet. I don't own a cowboy hat anymore, but um, it's reason to buy one. <laughs> it's a reason um, to buy one. Definitely reason to buy one. But shall we, um, buy, shall we buy? Shall we both buy a cowboy hat? You, Go into you really don't need with to, cowboy hats on. I don't need convincing to buy a cowboy hat. Honestly, I'll just buy one for no reason. <laughs> I fucking there love a cowboy hat. <laughs> I'll give you reason. I'll just give you reason. It'll be like going out to the old west. Mm, I'll take a reason. Let's go shopping. Me little and I've got one of them red, like bandana style, um, paisley patterned snoods as well. So she really does look like a, um, like a bandit. You, know? <laughs> you look like a mixture between the Crips and Bloods and uh, Red Dead too. <laughs> the Crips, Bloods, and Red Dead. Is that the sequel? Is that what's coming out next year? Like the Crips and Bloods, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Crips, mm. Crips and Bloods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the whole, yeah, the whole mask thing. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to wear one because I'm not an arsehole. Um, I think when it comes to shopkeepers enforcing it. I like the way I've seen people doing it from personal experience when I've been into shops. People have been dead polite and they've been like, oh, excuse me, um, would you would you like to wear a mask? They've been offering them for free or are you aware of the, the government's current guidelines about wearing masks in shops? And and I think if somebody's been nice and polite about it, there's no need to be an arsehole to them. If you're getting shouted at by somebody, wear your mask. You, you've got every right as far as I'm concerned to turn around and go, yep. don't talk to me like that. You know what I mean? Oh no, I just shit myself. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I caught you by surprise. You know, like... When your mum shouts at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what me and Ethan turned into when your mum goes, bah, nah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, but if somebody's being an arsehole, you've got every right to go, don't, don't talk, to, first of all, don't talk to me like that. You know, <laughs> ask me politely about wearing a mask because I may have just forgot. I might not oh, be being an arsehole. I may have just forgot and gone, oh shit, yeah, sorry, and then I'll pull it out the, and put it on. You know, the point but, was made where um, uh, the entire corner fell over and then, as I said, I'll just take the fridge mask off the fridge magnet. You know, the, the background, the last thing that falls. <laughs> <Could have been. laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, I'll just take the fridge magnet. Keen hell. £2. Bye. <laughs> I think she understood uh, she went a bit too far, but it's absolutely stupid, Dave. Uh, it's going to end up in something... I don't know. I bet there's been fights over it anyway. Probably, probably. Um, there, are, there, there was a video that circulated. I think it was local, but I'm not sure. Um, of a guy in Scots. Um, he got his phone out because somebody asked him if... He, I believe he was asked if he would like to wear a mask, but that bit isn't recorded. It's just what's been written with the video. And he got his yeah. phone out and said, um, can you just repeat what you just said to me? And this girl was like, um, I just asked you to like wear a mask. And he's like, and he, and he gets dead offensive. He's like, I've just come into your shop to do some shopping and you're telling me to wear a mask. And then he goes, what a pretentious wanker. he goes to somebody else and these, you know what, you know, the, 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 you know, the people that Scott's employ, they're all young, you know what I mean? They're all fresh yeah, yeah. out of school. And he goes to this, this lad and he just kind of walks off and then somebody else comes out and says, excuse me, sir, what's the problem? I've come into your shop to shop and I'm being told to wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. I've been, t I'm coming into your shop to shop and now I'm not going to spend a penny in here. And this girl is scared and she starts crying and he's like what are you crying oh. for he's like what are you crying for you want to get your emotions and check before you get a job right and he's vile he's absolutely vile and i would have bitch slapped him honestly it's ridiculous people like that can I, get i wouldn't have bitch canal. slapped him actually i would have pimped on, pimp handing pimp slapped him um people like that can fuck off you know what i mean if you don't want to wear yeah, a mask just yeah. say no no, it's not. I don't have to wear one, and you can't enforce it. Um, so I'm He's choosing just not to wear one. He just doesn't want to say no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's 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 crazy. It just, I, I genuinely, if you've got a medical issue, fine, don't wear one. If you haven't, just fucking wrap a bit of cloth around your face. Do your shopping when you get out of the shop. Take the cloth off your face. Dead easy. Just do that. I've 
I forgot my face mask, so I lifted my T-shirt up yeah. above my shoulders and just Oop, put me thing. it on your nose. Jake was like... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, easily done, easily done. Anyway, um, it's been, we mentioned the FA Cup. It has been a weekend, um, a weekend of sport uh, for, for Brennan. Mm-hmm. The, the, the World Championship snooker started eventually. It's been delayed by a few months. It's back yeah. at the Crucible. Um, and mentioning the crowd noise, from today, the BBC started putting crowd noise on the snooker. Of all things, it's predominantly silent. But then, when mm. when a good shot happens, there's some dude with, on a button. He presses the presses the play button. But what they're doing is they're piping it into the theatre so the players can hear it. So they've got the speaker set up, and when they do a good shot, somebody's pressing play on the tape player, and the crowd noise is going off in the theatre. And um, like this. well, yeah, Alan McManus was on commentary, and he was asked, um, "What?" do you think that's that's going to help the players? And he's like, well, yeah, actually, I think it does because, you know, especially somewhere like the Crucible, you know, you can kind of feed off that energy of the crowd and when you're playing well and the crowd know you're playing well, you can feed off that energy. So as long as you, you know, you've, you're in that frame of mind of, I know there's not a crowd, but it, it can it can give make it more positive. I just found it super weird for the snooker, a sport where the crowd is predominantly silent and you're still piping in crowd noise. But they're even putting in like little coughs and sniffs, so it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll be really quiet. Then you just hear it. <coughs> How freaky like for the players! Honestly, weird, proper weird. Do you um, have? I didn't hear an ooh today, but I haven't watched a great deal of it today because we also had the British Grand Prix. That was this. That was this weekend as well. Um, Someone's tested positive there, aren't they? Checo, yeah. Sergio Perez uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen. Drives mm. for Racing Point. Um, a little, oh, what was his name? Hulkenberg. Nico Hulkenberg came in yeah. to um, take his seat. Uh, he hasn't driven F1 this season. Uh, he, d- he didn't have a seat at the end of last season. I think it's a travesty that Hulkenberg isn't driving this season, but Racing Point have drafted him into race. And on race day, they couldn't start his engine, so they didn't, he didn't end up racing anyway. Uh, but no, Checo's tested positive. Um, but he's asymptomatic. He's not showing any symptoms. So he's absolutely fine, but he's just got the rona and now he's got to isolate, which is a bit gutting because I think we've got a... He's fine. Yeah, well, we've got a three-week spell now of back-to-back F1s, two of them being at Silverstone. So you've got the British Grand Prix this weekend and next weekend they're calling it Anniversary Grand Prix because uh, it's like the 70th anniversary. Um, so he's going to miss that one as well. And because of... Um, quarantine there's a chance he might miss the third one too i've just had a marketing idea how to get him in oh go on perspex box around the car no, no oh just no, around his head coming in from from he, as he's coming there you go dave you just expanded it he just keeps his helmet on he just keeps his helmet on yeah. <laughs> that works surely <laughs> just knock on the door of his thing put his helmet outside in a glass box where no one's touched it since the makers Dunk, he picks it up with his ladders on, puts his helmet on, walks down to the car, everyone buggers off, or you take him in a perspex box, dump him in front of his car. <laughs> Lowery men. <laughs> Lowery men. Could even play music and have dry eyes, Dave. <laughs> he's a good right? He's a good like, driver as well, which is a shame. Lower him down. This could start a new feature like <laughs> WWE, but for F1. You know, uh, Lewis Hamilton could have fucked the police. Um, <laughs> uh, so you could drop him in, he'd just get out himself, get in his car. <laughs> how, how, how long's the car? No, oh, I don't know. Do you reckon the wheels are two meters away from the driver? Mm, no, they're quite close, a bit closer than is that. Is he? Is he a bit lengthy? Like, like the they're proper low down, like yeah, yeah. But he's got an helmet on. Yeah, pair of gloves. Yeah, leather. yeah. Stay in the car, not bad. No <laughs> Change wheels, bugger off. And then after the race, everyone stays away, back in your Perspex box. Or, if he wins, drive home. Just drive home. <laughs> no podium for you, Jacko. Keep going. Just a, keep fucking going. Have a, right. have a pair of gates at the end of the race line, at the end of the track, that go open. Give it a clear run to the M6. Home. Off you go. 
Off you Straight go. Straight out the car, helmet off. He's had a good day. <laughs> there, you, there you go, F1. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a very good day for Racing Point. They've got um, one of the strongest cars this season, and uh, they've not been do- they haven't done very well today at all. Um, obviously, that one car not starting, and uh, Lance Stroll didn't do very good at all. He didn't seem to have any straight line speed. Um, but uh, the guy who did have a lot of speed uh, was Lewis Hamilton, and he's dominating, uh, absolutely dominating. Um, now, well, but, but what happened was, it was quite a boring race, um, and you get them, it's F1, you know, at the end of the day, it's cars going round in a circle for a minute and a half, um, 53 times, and, and they can be boring, they can be really exciting, but they can be boring as well, and it was a bit of a boring race, until the last few laps, Valtteri Bottas got a blowout, one of his tyres just went, boom, he was coming second, and his tyre goes, he had to get in the pits, and when he came out, he was like 12th, and there was just not enough time for him to get back up into the points. So, um, Max Verstappen was third, and he goes up automatically into second, because of, of his blowout. But they decide to pit him. Now, he was within 15 seconds or something at Hamilton. They decide to pit him to get fresh tyres so he can go for the fastest lap. Then, all of a sudden, Carlos signs. He has a blowout. On his tyres. So, they're on the radio to Hamilton going, Luke, Bottas has had a blowout. Look after your tyres. There's only a couple of laps left. The last lap, Hamilton gets a blowout. Bang! His tyre goes. And he's got one lap to go. And he's literally driving round on three wheels. And if <laughs> if Red Bull hadn't have pitted Verstappen to get the bonus point for the him. fastest lap, he would have overtook him. But he, he, he managed to get within like four seconds of him. And literally, Lewis Hamilton, with his tyre hanging off the wheel, the wheel not turning, limps his car over the line and comes first. <laughs> From a proper shit race to the last couple of laps, my heart was in my mouth for him. It was like, for fuck's sake... Um, there's, there's a shit over but the you know, a, a boring race to which I know a lot of people online who are F1 fans who genuinely said they fell asleep. They were watching it, they fell asleep, and then they've read what happened and they've had to bloody get it on catch up and watch I'll watch it again. That, like it. it was quite, it was pretty cool. It was quite interesting. And like I say, the snooker started as well. Uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan played today. Um, I haven't I haven't watched it. I'm going to watch the highlights tonight. But the other thing, Cleon, which I mentioned earlier in the show. Thursday morning, I'm up and I'm having a nice big breakfast because I'm getting myself, getting a full belly ready to go for my tattoo so I don't pass out. Um, and I'm flicking through the TV and I get to the news channels and I'm flick, flick, and you get, mm. you know, BBC, Sky, CNN, and then it gets a bit weird. You get like Bloomberg and you get like something else, um, financial bloody news, and then you get like Al Jazeera and you get France news, and then you get um, NHK Japan uh, World which, like, Japanese news, documentaries and whatnot, and as I'm flicking, the grand sumo's on, and I'm like, fuck's this? Now, I've watched a little bit of sumo before, it's never really been my thing, I've, and I've, I've watched a couple of documentaries on sumo, because um, I like Japanese culture, but I've never really got into sumo. Anyway, I'm watching, and I've just left it on, you know, you just leave something on, and you're kind of paying attention to it. I watch this match between these two guys whose names i don't know and jesus christ it was the most exciting minute ever <laughs> it was fucking what brilliant doing just yeah two big hocks of ham just hammer into each other and then they start doing the e-honda fucking hundred hand slap <laughs> then grabbing the grabbing the the um i can't remember what they're called marawashes nappies grabbing them and trying to throw each other and it was dead exciting. I was like, fucking hell, it was really good. So I carried on watching it. And then I was like, what the fuck is this? And it, and it is the grand, the July Grand Sumo Tournament, um, which is the top five ranks of sumo um, take part in the Grand Sumo Tournament. And there's six every year. And this was the July tournament. So that turned into me like, working out uh, is this on a delay what you know I'm, how old is this and it was actually the day before's highlights but the they air the highlights the same day as the tournament um so yeah. it was like half past five in 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 the evening um they have that day's highlights on so i'm like oh, i'm gonna fucking watch this so i watched it all weekend i've watched all the sumo and then today was the final and they actually aired it live this morning. It's like, you know, Japan time. They're like eight or nine hours ahead. 
Um, so it was like half eight in the morning when it, when it started. But I watched the final live and it was super interesting. And I found it super interesting to actually learn about sumo and the traditions and what, what's actually going on in the ring. And, and, you know, you get given these envelopes and what they are and blah, blah, blah. But I found it quite fascinating to the point where the next one's in September. And I think I'm going to try and watch it all and see if I still feel like that kind of, Am you know, I... coolness about it. Share that out. Well, the thing, podcast. the thing is as well, podcast. NHK World Japan on their website, um, they actually put all the highlights up so and, and the live shows just on for free, on demand. You can just go on your, your, yeah. your, your phone or your computer and log on to their website, look for Sumo, and it's all on there. The whole tournament is on there to watch. Um, I, think, I think it's like 16 days or something. Um, and now we're promoting you. Feel free to ship us over and we'll commentate. Oh, Do you know who loves the sumo? Something I found out. Who? Paul McCartney. Does he? Paul he McCartney loves, loves the sumo. So what they do at the sumo, they have guys walking around the ring with like um, cloth banners. And what the banners yeah. are, I, I don't know this because I don't read Japanese calligraphy, but I found out they're actually adverts and businesses pay to have these banners made and they're adverts and, and they walk around the ring with these adverts on these banners and depending on what the status of the sumo wrestler is, so if it's two Yokozunas going against each other, then you can have up to like 60 of these adverts going around the ring before the, uh, before the actual match. And they pay to have the, um, these, these banners put on there. And that money is prize money. It ends up being prize money for the winning sumo, the, the winning Rikishi. Um, so that's what the envelope is that's given to the winner at the end. It's prize money. And I watched this one because um, it, it was highlights. You didn't see the flags going around the ring. But this sumo won. And he just got given this wedge of envelopes like this. And it's all prize money. And it's the advertising money for them banners. But Paul McCartney what? turned up to one of these sumo events. And he was releasing an album in Japan. And he paid to have every single one of the flags be an advert for his album and um, and, and and he was like a sponsor for that for that match and and the, the prize money went to the winner but yeah paul mccartney fucking loves the sumo and so do i now apparently that's a thing that's a thing you were you were a trendy bastard yeah. you were, you and were going straight after the eagles and and another thing cleon what happened yesterday yeah. i finished my 25 push-ups for 25 days <laughs> Where are you on yours, Nobad? <laughs> I, I finished mine a couple of days ago. You know, I, 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 I took mine offline um, and decided <laughs> I didn't need to um, put it on Facebook um, because I didn't, I didn't feel the need to pressure anybody else and, who and could have been it. suffering yeah. with mental illness. I, I get you, mate. I get you. Do you know what? I, I'm that type of guy. I actually stopped posting them to me uh, to me feed. I just was putting them in my stories. And I know I've said before, the only reason I was doing them, like, I was putting them on Instagram as well. And there's about six or seven people who started doing them. So I kind of felt obliged to keep yeah, doing them. So them. when I couldn't like. be asked to do them, I was like, oh, for God's sake, I'll, I'll best go and do them. Um, but you know what? <laughs> Today... Because I finished mine, so like the people who were doing them with me have said, "Just like, finish mine." They've said like congratulations, <laughs> and they've said, "Oh, Dave's retired now." Um, so I was like, "Well, it's August the second. There's thirty days left of the month. Fuck it, I'll do thirty for thirty. Um, so I did thirty today and posted it and went, "I'm back." <laughs> but I tell you what, play on this. Uh, it's t-shirt. It's getting a little bit tight around the arms now. I'm just saying. Just yeah, saying. That's, that. your wank, that's your wanky arm. Show me your left arm. <laughs> Nothing in that one, mate. Nothing. Nothing in that one. Oh, also, Dave, a bit of positive news. Go on. As you, as you knew, we started a new football team, Hampton Metals. Yes. Um, we started training three, four weeks ago. And um, by the by, we've trained really hard uh, this pre-season. We've had... Uh, uh, whereas a football match is 90 minutes, so we were having training, just a couple of shuttle runs, once around the pitch, you know, just to get the calves and legs all going. And then we were playing against the match against each other, so kind of nine on nine. Yeah. Um, and we were doing that not just for two lots of 40 minutes, but two lots of 60 minutes. Not two lots of 45 minutes, sorry, two lots of 60 minutes in training, so full match experience, if you will. Uh, we've done that for the last four weeks. We played his first friendly today um, and won 2 now. Yay! That's hey. fucking brilliant. Well done, man. Well done. Only pre-season. We've got a game booked every week now. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, first start, you know. Dusting the, the cap to Dust. Craig Bloor, who scored today and ran the ship um, as the co-cap team, as we both run the ship, uh, with Sid Holland backing up the secret, secret, the treasury side. Well, let's say uh, he scored, Craig Bloor did, and so did Declan Chang. So, well done, lads. Awesome, and that's brilliant, brilliant start to the season. And, uh, and on that note, Cleon, um, nice. it's a nice way to end the show, isn't it, on a, on a bit of positive news. Lovely way to end the show on a bit of positive news. Um, why? Why, what? why? You've just reminded me of fucking Newcastle now. Was oh. it Sunday night? Oh, Sunday no. night. I'm not getting me text. Oh. Now, now I'm starting to miss me text. And the thought that it could still happen. I don't get a text no more. Well, I don't, I don't know. I could text you. <laughs> and say this. Don't patronise st- st- still, still chance. Don't patronise me. And the, on, the, the wounds, the wounds are still raw. And on that note, me. big thank you to everybody who listens to the show weekend <laughs> and week out. You guys are awesome. Don't forget to keep sharing us out amongst your family and friends. I feel the best way to get podcasts out there is to is word of mouth. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. Tell if, everyone. If you, if you enjoy listening to us, then recommend us to somebody else. And uh, all the five-star views. Sorry, Dave, but please, if I'm out eating, don't come up for me autographs again. It's getting boring. <laughs> if I'm with my family, don't talk to me. If I'm not with my family, please come and talk to me. Come and let my... Go on, Dave. Sorry, I was going to say come sorry, and let my face, but don't do that, COVID. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> You know, uh, anywhere you can leave us a review, that would be awesome. Um, just like, subscribe, share. Um, you know what? Subscribe to us on everything that you can, scri- can, you can subscribe to us on. If you've, if you've got Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us there. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us wherever you can. Uh, that would be truly, truly amazing. And give us a follow on all of our social media. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Shingler's List Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Shingler's List PC. You can follow Follow me at Shingler M V O C. You can follow Cleon at K L Bewley. You guys are awesome, and we will see you next time.